0: Here is your host, Mark Cravens, to share a word of encouragement with you today. Thank you, John, and welcome to today's Hope Along the Journey podcast. Hi, I'm your podcast host, Mark Cravens, sitting here in the studio drinking a cup of coffee as I just take a few minutes here today out of your busy schedule and mine to just share with you from my heart something that I feel is very important today. But before I do that, I have asked, been asked, uh, who is John? Well, John is John Forsey, who does our intro and outro, and he does an amazing job, and I he, know that he listens to the podcast. And so, John, I just want to give a shout-out to you. you. Thank you so much for what you do and providing uh, your voice for the intro and the outro for our podcast ministry. And I want to thank you, every one of you, for listening today. I know that with each podcast that the listenership is continuing to grow, and I deeply appreciate that. My prayer from the very beginning in starting this podcast was that it might be a a means of inspiration and blessing and encouragement to people who are, uh, as the intro says, that are hungering for hope. And everywhere I go and everywhere I preach or visit, And even in my local church here, I find that there is just an overwhelming, an overwhelming need to find hope in life's journey. And so my prayer is that this will be a means of encouragement. And today, this being Pastor Appreciation Month, I especially just want to to give a shout out to pastors and to those of you who are listening to be an instrument of encouragement to your pastors this month. I'm a pastor. I've been a pastor for a number of years. Started off when I was probably way too young to even be pastoring. I never will forget when my wife and I loaded up that truck and we moved to Alabama to take on our first pastoral assignment and wow, did I have so much to learn. And uh, people have been very good to me across the years. I I, I really don't have a lot of sad stories to tell. But there have been a lot of hurdles. There's been a lot of ups and downs, a lot of stress. There have been some difficulties and some real challenges. And I have to admit there has also been a lot of loneliness along the way. And so I hope today that there's a pastor out there listening who will feel from my heart to your heart that you're loved today and you're valued and you're appreciated. I don't know if the stats are true or not. You know, know, I I hear things like 20% of pastors are going to be leaving the ministry once COVID is resolved. Uh, There's been so much controversy, so much misunderstanding. So many pastors feel like that it is tougher now to pastor with all that has gone on since COVID nineteen, and churches had to close down and then reopen, and and then you've got the masking situation. Do you wear a mask? Do you not wear a mask? And for for some churches and for some places, it's, it's almost become uh, the new war you know for a long time we had worship wars and everybody was warring over what style of music should you have should it be traditional should it be should we sing the newer songs should it be blended should we do away with gospel music you know all the the worship wars you all know what i'm talking about but now it's like it's 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 the covid wars Should we even be having church? Should we not have church? Should we be wearing masks? Should we not wear masks? Should we do what the government asks us to do? Should we not do what the government asks us to do? And sadly, so many pastors have been caught in the crossfire of this. And on top of all the other strains and stresses and challenges of pastoring, it just seems like there's a polarization, and people feel so very strongly about these issues And pastors are caught in the crosshairs. I think another thing that is so challenging, and and not only to pastors, but all of you who are in leadership, I think, can identify with this, that it's becoming quite apparent that things are never going to return back to the way they one time were. The new normal is is not yet upon us. We don't quite know what that new normal is going to look like. And for many of you, even for those of you in the workforce, I mean, are you going to go back to where you used to work, or are you going to continue to work from home? Are you going to continue to work the job you've been working, or is this a time to make a transition or change? But for leadership, it's becoming very apparent that one of the great challenges for leaders today, and I don't want you to miss this, is that we are going to have to find a way to lead through times of uncertainty that lie before us. I, I don't ever remember a time when planning for the future has been any more challenging than right now because we don't know what's down the road. We don't know whether we should or we shouldn't. We don't know whether we can plan this event that we've had, you know, at our church for the last hundred years, or, or should we cancel that event. What, how do we do outreach now? How do we do fellowship gatherings now? How do we how do we keep community alive in a time when social distancing is preached from from the media in every direction? H- how do we do this? And I think for pastors and leaders that that is going to be the leadership that we're going to have to be able to provide is to be able to navigate, And to be flexible through times of great uncertainty. Because the truth is, you plan and then you have to scrap your plans and then you have to plan all over again. Churches, denominations, businesses, we're all facing this. And, pastors, you're in the front row. And I know, I know what a challenge this is. Again, I'm a pastor. I get it. I'm one of those strange creatures called pastor. And so I, I understand. But I want you as pastors to know today that you are extremely, extremely valuable. I know that the role of the pastor is not looked upon as favorably as it one time was, and that saddens my heart. I know as a kid growing up that for for me and for our family, if the pastor came for dinner, it was like the major event. I mean, it was like having a politician, somebody of great importance came to your home or to have the pastor or have the, the guest speaker come to your home and sit at your table and eat with you. And I can remember as a as a boy just sitting there with such respect and reverence and almost a sense of awe as as I just watched him eat and listened to his stories and, and, and heard his belly laugh as he would laugh, and, and just to see this, to look at the pastor and to see him for who he was and, and to be raised in a home where he was respected and admired. I know a lot of that's changing today. It seems like so many pastors are no longer respected or highly regarded. But, but, but I, I want to make an appeal to you pastors, okay? Because this is what I have to tell myself, and as your friend, and as a fellow colleague, I say to you and all of those who are in ministry, remember, remember this, that we didn't enter the ministry to please people. It wasn't the crowd who called us into ministry. It was Christ. That the reason we're in ministry today, or the reason I hope you're in ministry today, is because you felt in your heart, this was what you ought to do. You heard the voice of the, of the great shepherd calling you to shepherd the flock of God. You have that sense of calling, and, and honestly, I'm going to be very honest with you, sometimes, sometimes a thing that keeps me going is the fact that I know I know this is what God has called me to do, is to preach and to be a pastor. And so I, I just want to reemphasize that, that it, when you get so low and so discouraged, I want you to remember that God has called you and He has entrusted you with something so wonderful and so beautiful. And don't lose sight of the perks of ministry. They're, they're still, even in these challenging times. There's a lot of wonderful perks to ministry. You know, my children grew up in a, in, in a parsonage home, and that's all they knew growing up was to being in a parsonage, or when I went to teach at a Christian college of living on the Christian campus and, and the housing they provided. But my girls have often said that, you know what, they felt privileged to be able to grow up in a pastor's home. They felt like there was a lot of benefits that they received to to being in the ministry and to being part of their dad's ministry. So my appeal to you pastors is don't lose heart. Don't lose sight of the one who called you into ministry. Don't lose sight of, of some of the wonderful perks that there is in ministry. You know, think about this. I get paid to actually... Pray and study God's word. Now I know there are other things that I do as a pastor. I understand that I got man right now I got a stack of stuff on my desk and I got you know I got all these things looking at me calling for my attention. I, I know I, I know that I got all this paperwork and phone calls and emails. I, I understand all that. Okay, I understand that. But but I actually get paid to study God's word, and I get paid to share God's word. To people who need to hear the Word of God. So don't lose sight of your calling. Don't lose sight of the perks. Don't lose sight of the ultimate reward. I mean, Peter reminds us that when the chief shepherd appears, we're going to receive a crown of life. So maybe during pastoral appreciation month, maybe you did. I hope so. And maybe you didn't receive the sense of validation appreciation that you were hoping for during this month. Maybe you looked out there on Facebook, <laughs> and Facebook is a blessing and a curse, and, you, you, know, and you, you saw pastors that were like being just submerged in so much blessing and affirmation and gifts, and, and you kind of looked at what happened this month, or maybe it didn't even happen for you, and you're discouraged. I, I want to remind you that your labor is not in vain and that there is a crown of life that awaits you. When the chief shepherd appears, that's going to be the great pastor appreciation day. So keep, keep encouraged. I, I also want you to know that as, a, as your friend and as a fellow pastor, we really need you. you your church needs you. I would not be surprised that even as this podcast goes out, there's a pastor out there that that is, you know, you're just so close to leaving. If you had somewhere else to go, if you had a trade, if you, if you had owned your own home, you might just be tempted to say goodbye tomorrow and, and pack that truck and move on. I, I just want to remind you, Pastor, we need you. Your church needs you. Whether they vocalize that or not, you are needed. Our world needs you. Christ is counting on you. And so I just, I just want you to know that you're needed. You're valuable. You are important. And, and it may just very well be there's somebody listening to this podcast who, who took a breather from ministry, you took a break from it because it just became overwhelming. And and I want to be so careful because there's so many variables into this as to why sometimes people have to step out of ministry. Sometimes it's legitimate, and sometimes, sad to say, it's, it's just out of discouragement, and they kind of lose their way. And maybe you are out there today, and maybe you've lost your way, and some, your vision was once so clear, but somewhere along the way that vision dulled and disappeared. Well, I just want to encourage you, Pastor, that you can get back in the race. As bad as whatever it was or whatever happened discouraged you to, to make you want to give up, take a little time to heal if you need to. Take some time with your family. Take time most of all, to draw closer to Christ, and but by all means, don't give up on that dream, that vision of doing ministry. Now, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to close here in just a couple of minutes, but bear with me because I want to say something, not just to pastors, but I want to share something. It's not original, but I want to share something that I think can help everyone who is interested in and supporting your pastor. And and, and I just want to say I really do believe that by and large that our people in our churches really do love their pastors and want to help their pastors. But maybe sometimes it's just like, how do I do that? How can I be a blessing to pastors? Well, I'm going to read something. It's not original. It's out there on the web. You can find it. It's on Pinterest. It's everywhere. But I, I hadn't sent to me from Logos Christian Bookstore, a wonderful Christian bookstore here in Alexandria, Kentucky, just right across the river from Cincinnati. Great people, great people. And they sent this to me. And I have shared it with others, and I just am going to read this. The article was entitled, Eight Ways to Encourage Your Pastor. So even if you're a young person, and I know there are a lot of younger people who listen to the podcast. In fact, the greatest listening audience are young people in their 20s and so I just want to give a shout out to you guys but this isn't irrelevant to you because even you can can look at these eight things and you can incorporate them and these are ways you can encourage your pastor okay are you ready all right let me just go over this real quick with you okay number 1 cut the criticism <laughs> cut the criticism there's so many pastors who feel like they are constantly being critiqued and criticized. Uh, the, the style of music, the, the way the service went, was the sermon relevant or not relevant? You know, and the list goes on and on. You want to help your pastor, you want to encourage him, then make it a rule to just cut the criticism. Secondly, This is probably the most important. Pray regularly. Ask for God's blessing upon the minister. I'm going to ask you a personal question. Are you ready? (laughs) I'm going to ask you a tough personal question. Here we go. This past Sunday, this past Sunday, how often and how much time did you spend praying for your pastor that God would anoint him and use him as he ministered on Sunday. Prayer is the most powerful tool that we have, and prayer is what your pastor needs. Number three, express appreciation in writing. And this can be just as simple as a Facebook message, a you know, a note slipped under the, the study door. You don't have to always buy a card or do something elaborate, just sometimes a little note or email will make all the difference. Express appreciation to your pastor in writing. Number four, use your skills to bless. Whatever your skill set is, use it to bless your pastor and his family. Number five, squelch gossip. This is the sin of choice in way too many congregations. But you need to become not only a person who doesn't do it, but become an advocate to squelch it that's important. When you get in a circle and it begins, you have the courage to stand up and say, look, I don't think this is appropriate. I'm not going to be part of this. Number six, offer to meet a need. It may be an obvious need that they have. It may be an unknown need. But you know what? Pastors are needy people too. And sometimes pastors are so busy with everybody else's needs that people forget they have needs to. Number seven, be openly responsive to your pastor. Respond to effective preaching. Respond affirmative to his leadership, his ministry to others, but show your open response to him. Number eight, this is really good. Throw away the measuring stick. I like this. Every minister is so different. Stop comparing your pastor with the former pastor. Besides, most pastors could recall members who measure up better than you do. <laughs> so, you know, just throw the measuring stick away. He, you know, your pastor is probably not going to be Chuck Swindoll. Your pastor is probably not going to be uh, somebody great out there on television or YouTube or on the radio. Okay, let's just face it. The majority of pastors, the majority of pastors are unique and special people. And if we constantly use a measuring stick that doesn't allow for their difference and their uniqueness, you're only going to disappoint yourself. But furthermore, you're going to set an expectation your pastor can never live up to. So those are just some suggestions. So again, I hope you listened to all of this. I hope you didn't turn me off. I hope that. Something I said in the podcast today is an encouragement to pastors, but not only pastors, but to everyone who has a pastor. Pastors are important. Pastors are a breed of people that are in great danger today, and a lot of pastors, sadly, are thinking seriously about leaving the ministry. Pastors don't do it. I know you're a rare breed, but stay with us. We need you. Your church needs you. And to those of you who have a pastor today, shower him with kindness, love, and let him know you appreciate him. My church has done that this month, and they have just so beautifully shared with me their love and appreciation. But if you haven't yet, do that before this month is over. Thank you, as always, for listening. Appreciate so much you listening to this podcast. If you're listening and can leave us a a, a review or a five-star rating on whatever you listen through, whether it be Apple or Spotify, if you can leave us a good rating, and we would appreciate that. We thank you so much for your listening and pray that this podcast will continue to be a blessing to you. There is hope in Christ today, and may the God of all grace and mercy and love grant to you hope along the journey. God bless you. Thanks for listening to today's podcast. If you liked what you heard and would like to know more, follow us on Facebook at Hope Along the Journey or send us an email at hopealongthejourney at gmail.com. Thanks again for listening, and we hope you join us again for more Hope Along the Journey.